The Blues are going to win Super Rugby. 19 years after their last title in 2003, they are going to win it again. And not just because they completely hammered the Rebels last night, because that's not really a good indicator of how good they are. But the way they've been playing week after week after week this season, 11 games, 10 wins. The only game they've lost, they probably should have won as well. That was the first game of the season. You might remember they were 32-14 up against the Hurricanes, nine minutes to go in Dunedin. Somehow they let three tries in to lose that one, 33-32. I can still see Leon McDonald up in the coach's box, literally tearing at his hair and all but pulling big clumps out of it. Since then, they are 100%. Ten straight victories. They need just three more to break their franchise record of 12 consecutive wins. They did that back in 1997. That was the year, of course, they won their second Super Rugby title. You look across the squad and there is so much to be impressed by. A captain in Dalton Papali'i who has become both an inspirational leader and a genuine challenger for the All Blacks number seven jersey. Bowden Barrett running the cutter and he wasn't even there last night. Roger Tuivasa-Shek looking better every time he plays. Rico Ioane who many people think isn't a centre doing a pretty good job of playing centre. Caleb Clark, Mark Talia causing havoc on the wings. Stephen Perafeta who can play First five or fullback for you. Kick goals as well as anybody in the country. They've got a hooker who's got more tries than just about everybody in the competition. A 36-year-old, 31-test lock who's running around like a 21-year-old. A halfback who's probably number two for the All Blacks right now. Four All Blacks props to choose from. Loose forwards who run hard and hit even harder. And a supporting cast of guys like Bryce Heem and James Tucker, Sam Nock, Adrian Choate and lots of others who just do what they need to do whenever they're called upon. It has been a long, tough road for Blues fans who have had to endure some fairly ordinary stuff from their side in the last couple of decades. Eight seasons from 2012 to 2019 inclusive where the best they finished was ninth. Year after year after year of finishing outside the playoff spots. In 2015, they won just three of their 16 games, the Blues. In 2018, they won just four of 16. They were very, very poor for a very long time. But here we are in 2022, and they are top of the tree again. The Blues are the pace setters. The Blues are awesome. The Blues are going to win Super Rugby. A healthy serving of sport. Weekend sport. Call 0800 80 1080. News Talk ZB. They're just making too many easy metres in contact at the moment. The Blues. Tonga Fasi. And gets a lovely ball away to Eklund. They're playing with so much... Freedom here, the Blues. Christie. Oh, this is magnificent. Rico Yorani. Talia. Unbelievable finish. Yeah, unbelievable finish by Mark Talia. Just one of the 11 tries the Blues scored last night. Five of those to the Yoani brothers. That's a bit greedy. Hat-trick for Rico. A couple of tries. The first two, actually, for Akira Yoani, who looks to be back to uh, something approaching the form that saw him in the All Blacks frame last year. Stephen Petafeta kicked eight conversions. I've got to say, the Blues didn't do him any favours. They scored most of their tries out by the corner flags, but he still knocked over eight of 11. A tenth straight victory for the Blues. I want to take your calls, 0800 80 10 80. But before that, after the game last night, uh, shortly after full time, actually, I caught up with Blues assistant coach, Daniel Helen Gahu, and asked, first of all, how the coaching staff assessed the Blues performance overall. Oh, look, we, we look at the things that went well for us. Uh, and that was, you know, a lot of the stuff we talked about all week and we trained really well all week. Was, 
for the stuff in the middle of the field, they were working really hard. Uh, you know, we were carried really hard. The the breakdown for us has been a, a bit of a point of difference all year. So to see it go like that, uh, especially after the start, obviously the coach's box wasn't that great after about five minutes. And they uh, they had two quick tries. But, yeah, there's a lot of trust in, in what we have been doing. And, yeah, so pretty proud of, of not just the scoreline, but the way the guys went about their work. When you talk about the breakdown there, what exactly about it, if you can just drill down into that for us, have you been looking for and what did you see from uh, from the guys against the Rebels? I think one thing uh, you know, your learned listeners will, will see is that uh, the Australian teams there a lot will they'll kind of leave the, the tacklers and leave the defenders that are near the ruck, but you'll see us will target people who are near the ball and, and we'll knock them over. Uh, you know, it just allows us to get really quick ball and doesn't allow the, the other team much access into our breakdown. And that in turn also leaves their defensive line a little bit shorter. Uh, you saw you saw a couple of times we went straight through their middle because of, you know, the bodies were sort of knocking down around the ball. But uh, And then also just shorten them up. So once we sort of tighten them up and, and uh, you know, as a back coach, it was, it was great to see the, the connection and, the, you know, I guess the selflessness of, of the way the boys moved the ball. And we didn't see anyone sort of, uh, you know, being selfish and taking it on themselves. So, yeah, you know, um, a lot of things came right, but we know that, you know, we can't start like that uh, and expect that some of the other teams will let us back into the game so quickly. When you are on... When you are on top like that, uh, and at half time the lead was substantial. Uh, how much discipline does it take, and how challenging is it to, to not just you know take things into your own hands, to, to stick to you know core skills, to execute as well as you can, even though you're miles ahead? Yeah, look, you're, you're bang on, and I think our guys are, you know, at the same time we can't be false and say, hey, the other team might come back into it here. You know, we knew that. Um, you know, whatever the Rebels were doing in the second half, was, it was about what we did. And then that's why I said we really focused on the things that went well for us. So the messaging was whatever the other team come up with in the second 40, we, we are still going to carry really well. We're still going to kick the ball, you know, with, with a little bit of intelligence that was, we saw from Stevie Patafeta and, and Zan Sullivan. We're going to continue that on because, as you said, it's really easy to fall in the trap of, you know, that it'll come easily and, and everyone just think they can make it happen uh, straight away. So, yeah, the real focus for us was, hey, guys, just earn it. Earn it exactly like you have in that sort of 30 minutes leading into half time, and then go back out and earn it again. You and I spoke earlier in the season and I asked you about Roger Tuivasa-Shek and, and I think in not so many words you said, well, it's probably a little bit early to tell. Uh, can you tell now how he's going? How do you assess his, his development as a rugby player? Yeah, I think he's... You know, he's a great pro and he learns really quickly. We all saw in the first few games, he'd, he'd do things like not release the ball or he'd, he'd hit a, some, you know, a ball carrier was on the ground and give, give some penalties away that you wouldn't see from a experienced rugby player. Yeah, and we're starting not to see that, you know. He's, although there's small errors are coming out of his game because he works so hard on it. Um, and But we're also seeing, you know, on the flip side, the, the amazing attacking footwork that he has and his ability to to lay tries on for other players. So, uh, yeah, look, I think he's, he's going really well, but, you know, I've said it to a few people, it's the long-term success with Roger that we're interested in. Sure, he's doing some really good things for us, but he's got to keep improving. Uh, he's, you know, we've got a few midfielders going well, and and I think he's, you know, defensively the game's really different, so he, 
he's still learning there. And uh, but yeah, full faith in the way that he's he's approaching it and, and how he's getting through games. What about Mark Talia's try? Did you think it was a try straight away? Yeah, yeah, I did because I've seen him do that quite a bit. He's done that quite a bit of training. Uh, and I, you know, and I guess that's what the crowd likes to see is is not just the finish from Mark, but the way that you know the way that the guys did it. It was it was through you know the play through the middle, as I said, and then the linking, you know, the, the way they moved the ball, and then Rico Yuani turning into the centre that you know everyone hoped he would become, and the way he just put Mark away there and. Yeah, it's um, it's all that work in the middle and the, the set piece work that you know we end up scoring some tries that the crowd love to see. Have you started thinking about winning this competition? Does that come into your mind? Uh, it's, it's definitely not something we talk about. Uh, you know, the mind will wander, funny as as it does. But uh, look, you know, it's not something we talk about. We talk about what's right in front of us. We're trying to get our players to focus on every play that's right in front of them, whether that's at training or if it's on the, the field on the weekend. But so, what's uh, you know a month away, five weeks, six weeks away, um, you know, is, is definitely not something that's front of mind. Uh, we do know that just the way the final setup is that hey, eight teams are going to qualify and it's knockout quarters. So there's a there's a lot up for grabs in the next few weeks. Um, we want to keep winning so that we'll get to play our quarterfinal here at Eden Park. Always love chatting, mate. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Well done. And, uh, and uh, yeah, all the best for, what are we, the Reds uh, a week from now and, and everything beyond that. Really appreciate your time, Dan. Cheers, buddy. That is uh, Daniel Hellengar, who I spoke to uh, yeah, about 15, 20 minutes after the game finished last night. Get all the background noise there at Eden Park as the, uh, as the punters exited.